What is up, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of the Ball Never Lies podcast. As always, I am your host, Jordan Fishman. want to quickly congratulate the GOAT, Tom Brady, for winning his seventh Super Bowl. I uh, was super happy to see that, and hopefully he can go out and uh, win another one. Uh, so for today's episode, I have a very special guest. I have joining me Adam Prasuti. Uh, just recently finished his season in Sweden. Uh, he's played overseas in Italy and Slovakia. He played in the CEBL, so uh, for me it was uh, really good to have him, especially because you know he got to educate me on some of the ways European basketball works and the differences between kind of the North American leagues and and overseas. And uh, you know we talk about the uncertainty of especially during the pandemic and all these other things. So uh, it was a really interesting conversation. I really enjoyed it overall. A really great guy. Um, you know, he knows his stuff, of course. Uh, we do touch a little bit on the NBA, of course. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And here he is, Adam Pursuti. Whoa, whoa, they be like, who that there ballin' on the coat? That's cold, whoa. Oh, like, why he always scold? Oh, no, there he go, putting numbers on the phone. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa, whoa, they be like, who that there ballin' on the coat? That's cold, whoa. Oh. Hey Adam, uh, really appreciate you joining me on the podcast. Welcome to uh, Ball Never Lies. How are you doing? I'm good, brother. My pleasure, man. I'm uh, glad to be here. So uh, I've been asking people because obviously the crazy world that we live in, um, you were overseas before, but how has the pandemic kind of affected your career at the moment? Oh, well, big time, man. I mean, uh, especially, you know, the beginning of the uh you know, usually people are signing in September or sorry, uh, August, uh, sometimes even like mid-July, right? Okay. And, you know, there's a ton of kind of worry from a lot, not just myself, but like a lot of people that I spoke to about, hey, what's going to be happening, you know, overseas, uh, how are contracts going to get affected, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of teams pulled, like their sponsors pulled out. Right. Oh, uh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So you had this like kind of like divide, right? Because you know, a lot of people, you know, especially like my, some, some people that I talk to that, you know, play at higher, like really, really high levels. When you think about the pandemic, when it started like mid-March, you know, they ended up coming home, let's say mid-March, maybe end of April, maybe they stayed a little bit, but they left like three or four months of payment on the, you know, on the table. Right. Okay. Yeah. True. So when you think of, you know, how as a player, you're thinking, well, hey, I just left four months of pay on the table. So mm-hmm. next year, I better get that reimbursed somehow. For sure, for sure. And then sponsors start pulling out. And, you know, so it creates this kind of like divide in, in all these questions of, you know, how is this going to impact the season, right? So it's been it's been a struggle for a lot of players, like getting back over there. Right. And do you know, how? like you were in Sweden, uh, how was the pandemic there? Like, what do you know how like they've kind of gone about it or where they're at with it yeah they went back to so so like i remember march 13th hit and then we had a team meeting that day and it was like hey you, you know you guys can stick around the okay you're gonna be shut down hmm. uh but you guys can stick around you guys always have a place and, and food over here okay. uh, but if you want to get home you know tomorrow or today like this is the you know time to do it so i was on a flight literally that day you know back home to canada i didn't want to you know stick around and get caught in europe Right. Um, I think now they've done a pretty good job actually in Sweden because they've uh, they they never really locked down. Period. Uh, okay. The the pro teams, um, I think they're allowed up to like fifty or hundred fans tops. Okay. Um, but their season's still yeah their season's still going on and they're just monitoring 
between COVID and testing, you know, twice a month or three times a month, something like that. So they're testing pretty regularly. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think they, they necessarily like, it hasn't really affected them. Like they've been, you know, just, just the fan aspect, right. You're playing an empty gym. So, mm. um, yeah. Do you have an idea of when you're going to go back? Yeah, I, I think like, you know, the more stories I hear about how it's affected players, like, you know, I know uh, a lot of, a couple of my friends, like even Johnny's a perfect example, mm-hmm. who's, uh, you know, in France, right? And, you know, that league, like he's been there for seven months, like he's in a different situation because he's playing Euro Cup, yeah. um, which is inter- intercontinent, or sorry, inter-country games. But the France okay. league has only played like two or three games, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of leagues have had this kind of like stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. Um, you know, so for me, I won't be going back this year. Uh, okay. You know, I'm going to wait for things to settle down. I'm going to try to hop on a CBL team this summer. Okay. Um, you know, for Canada to stay local and then, you know, go back next season to uh, to Europe. Just like, are you still technically under contract with the team still or because you had to leave early, like it terminated it right away? No, it turned. Yeah, it ter- I was only on a one uh, okay. a one year deal there, so okay. I terminated as soon as we got home. Yeah. So, hmm. do you do you know where you'd want to play next, if you had to choose? Oh man, somewhere warm. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Man, like that's I've been fair. playing. Uh, yeah, my my first year was in Italy, which was you know really cool lifestyle, and then okay. I you know halfway through I went to to Slovakia. Wow. Uh, and Slovakia is yeah, Slovakia is kind of cold. Sweden is colder than Canada, and I was you know super hot, but okay. like high up north. Okay. Yeah, so it was like I'm you know minus know twenty, minus twenty five. <laughs> so just somewhere warm, man. That's, fair. That's super fair. Um, yeah. Do you so so far? What was your kind of favorite experience? Um, overall, like. I'd say from a, from a lifestyle standpoint, like Italy was incredible. Yeah, you know, sounds, I was, it was, it was warm weather. Yeah. And you know, I was in the South of Italy, like I'm Italian, obviously. So mm-hmm. I can speak the language just a very little bit enough okay. to get by. Nice. Um, but, but the, uh, the basketball, like, remember this was my first year there. So the basketball, you know, I, I was just kind of starting my career. So the mm-hmm. level was a little lower. Okay. Um, so I didn't really enjoy that aspect of it. Right. So I'd say overall Sweden, and mm-hmm. it was Sweden was completely different than like anything I thought, bro. Like oh, anything yeah. I thought, man. Yeah, because like they're they're they live this lifestyle over there, man. That they're they're just ahead of how they are. Like they, you know, um, the food that they cook, uh, they're very environmental friendly. They okay. pay a lot of taxes for good health care. It's just like a really like clean style of living over there. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing I like is just like they're they're such friendly, you know, nice people. And everybody spoke English. Like they speak fluent English oh, wow. at a young age. Yeah. So yeah, Sweden was like Sweden was really dope, bro. Hmm. That sounds nice. I mean, I've never been, but uh, I mean, just to play basketball. I mean, overseas, I think is something. I, honestly, as me, like I play, you know, house league or whatever, but. It sounds like a, an amazing <laughs> job to do. So, um, but especially in Europe, uh, how do you contrast it? Cause you played in Canada for the honey badgers. Yeah. How was, how do you, how um, do the games just differ? Like, just like Europe is more, way more strategy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, X's and O's, you have to be like smarter IQ, more tactical, uh, like the Canadian league has like a ton, a ton of, ton of like talent. Okay. Uh, but it's more like isolation 
and again, it's not like, you know, super isolated, but it, it is a lot more like one-on-one creation and, um, you know, get your own buckets, right? It's not more mm-hmm. strategy. Like in, in Europe, it, you'll take 17, 18 seconds out of a shot clock to get a good shot. Right. In in Canada, it's like running and gunning. Let's get a quick one up and, you okay. know, make or miss. We're back on defense. It's really more high up tempo, more fast break. You okay. Know? Yeah. So, because from what I've heard from uh, Brandon and Calvin as well, like Ottawa and in the Ontario uh, league for university, the play style is very high IQ driven. So when you played for the Canadian professional league, like, did you notice, like, were you sort of set up for the high IQ? And I wouldn't say not set up for the fast pace, but just like noticing the contrast of what you were taught in university as far as a coaching standpoint? I think like, like I got to give a lot of credit to like Jimmy coach Jimmy at Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, and I was always like, that was kind of always my thing as a player is like, you know, I've, I'm recognized for being a smarter, you know, IQ player. That's mm-hmm. kind of what keeps me on the court because I'm right. just not as fast and athletic as some of these other guys. Uh, but I also, I really did think, man, that like OUA basketball, like in university really actually prepared me for kind of both, but more okay. so Europe, you know what I mean? Like, right. Europe was, they, they really try to teach like extra passes, you know, pick and roll reads, things like that. And, and I, I really, really got that kind of from coach Jimmy at Ottawa U and even like the short period of time that I was there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but the other side of it was like, you know, I was playing with Caleb, I was playing against like Mike and Johnny, Brandon, Calvin, you know, all right. these guys. So we were really also playing like really high up tempo, fast paced basketball. Okay. Um, you know, so it did kind of prepare me for the CBL a little bit in that sense as well. So mm-hmm kind of both to answer your question okay fair enough how so like because here in Quebec are the way we do kind of schooling and basketball and everything else is different than Ontario uh how was your process going from I know we're backtracking a little bit but high school to uh U Ottawa well so I actually went to Mac uh first like I went to McMaster University for four okay. years okay and then and then I transferred to Ottawa U in my, in my last year okay um but like I was, I was, yeah, I was very fortunate, man. Like I played for a really, really good high school team. Uh, you know, like we had me, uh, Mike Lafferkin, a guy named Rohan Boney. Mm-hmm. Um, we had another guy named Peter Rusic who, uh, you know, went to Finley prep, like, oh, stop. We, we had a lot of guys that like, you know, played at a high level and, you know, we were second in offside, I think that year. And, you know, I think that really prepared me for university because, like we were in the gym, even as like 15, 16, 17 year old kids, like okay, you wow. couldn't kick us out of the gym, man. We were just such gym rats. Mm. Uh, we loved this so much. And we were, because we were so competitive and and so, you know, we had such a good record, uh, you know, it, it kind of like driven out, like we didn't really party in high school or anything like that. Right. So okay. uh, when we got to university, like a lot of us were more well-prepared than your typical first year player. Right. And I think that's why like a lot of us came in the starting roles, like right away. Right. Right. Um, but with that being said, it's like, it's still a complete different game. You're playing against like grown men. You're playing mm-hmm. against like guys that have been there for three, four years who like know a system inside and out. Right. Right. So you still have that kind of learning curve of like what it actually takes to be a high level athlete. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're a kid in your high school, you're just thinking like, Hey, I'm just trying to get buckets, have a good time. You right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the older that you get, the more it becomes about like treating your body right. And being like a true pro. And, you mm-hmm. know, you te- you get taught that as you, you know, grow as you, as your career gets older and older and older and, you know, more years. So okay. Uh, when did you like kind of understand that like 
going pro and overseas would be something possible? High school for me. Oh yeah. Wow. High school for me. Uh, like, yeah. Like I just like, again, because we, because we had such a good high school team, it was like, that's the goal. You know, I knew right away that I want to go to Europe. Um, I was more realistic. Like a lot of people will think that, Hey, I want to go to the NBA. I want right. to do all this stuff. It's, it's just, it's a very, you know, hard thing to do when you're in for Canada, sure. you know, and you're six, two and an athletic like me, you know, <laughs> that's fair, bro. I'm so, five, five and an athletic, uh, so I get it. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> so yeah, Brad. So it was, <laughs> so, you know, for me, it was like, and all, uh, really all of us, like, it wasn't just me. And I think that's what made our high school team so special was that like, we all had that common goal of like, listen, we want to win a championship, but we also want to go to university. We also want to mm-hmm. be professional basketball players in Europe one day. Right. And we kind of understood how that worked a little bit. So, you know, we, we, that was kind of always our goal from, you know, from day one. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, was because I saw a while ago, was Joel Anthony still working for the honey badgers when you were there? No, nah, he was the year. I, 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 yeah, I missed him. Like he was the okay. year afterwards. Okay. Um, so I think he just, I think I saw something today that he, like he re-signed as uh, their player development or something like that, actually. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, he was after me. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to, to get coached with him. I would have yeah. loved that though. Yeah. I met him uh, twice. Cause my old neighbor was like grew up like down the street from him. So uh, I got to okay. shoot, shoot around with him a little oh, bit. See, is he nice guy. Dude? He was very nice guy. Um, I think he was on the heat at the time too. I think what was just like, I didn't want to start asking him about like how, what it's like playing with LeBron James and stuff, but uh, yeah, he was, he was a really <laughs> yeah. nice guy. Like he took like 20 minutes out of his day just to come shoot hoops with me. So it was uh, really cool. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a real one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I tried to get him. I'm trying to get him on the podcast eventually, but I don't know how that's going to go. Oh, that'd be really cool, man. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of good things through the grapevine about him. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, like, I don't know him personally. Right. So right. Um, so when you get to these other places going overseas, like, what's it like, like having to adapt to, I know how you said Sweden's a really cool place, but like, you still have to like, kind of adapt to their lifestyle coming from Canada. Um, so what's it like trying to also adapt your lifestyle plus, uh, play professional ball? Man. Yeah. Like that's, I think the most challenging part, right? Because you're going into a team that like, usually how it works is you have your import players and you have your local players, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, for, I was very fortunate in, in honestly, both Sweden and Slovakia, because we really, really gelled as a unit, you know, okay. um, and we, we got along well, but I know a lot of situations like that's not the case because you, you, as an import, you come in and in, in some of these cases, you'll take minutes away from, you know, the local players. Right. right? Um, you know, and that can instantly kind of create a divide. Mm. Uh, and also too, man, just like the culture shock. Like if you, yeah. if you don't have, a very open mind and, and a lot of people believe it or not bro don't like they're just mm-hmm. they're like hey i want to go hoop and they're you know they're expecting something completely different right. um it's it's hard being over there like you know not speaking the language sometimes you gotta mm-hmm. you don't take your google translate out everywhere you go right yeah and i think like that's one overlooked yeah like i think that's one overlooked aspect that like people you know don't think about sometimes like the, the being away from home factor so you really got to like get out of your comfort zone and 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 meet new people and build that trust in a short amount of period of time right. because like these are really going to be the people you're going to see every single day for the next year or so right mm-hmm. so it could be challenging man for sure yeah um do you go like like a month or two before like to try and like 
help assimilate yourself or like you have to kind of go and like you're getting right into the season? Yeah. So like that depends, like that depends on the situation, man. Like, you know, I've had, I've personally, like, for example, my first year in Italy, when I mm -hmm. left halfway through the season to go to the top league in Slovakia, like mm -hmm. I just joined a team with, you know, I, you know, midway through the season, three quarters okay. of the season. And, you know, even on the flip side, like I've had been on the other side of it where like guys come in in February, you know, okay. like I was just, I was just offered a contract in Iceland and okay. they're just, you know what I mean? So it's like, if you think about it, it's February 4th. Mm -hmm. Right. And you see what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, I, it's, I it's been there of... just, yeah. Just trying to like join a new team. And it's like, you have to build this chemistry in such a short period of time. It's right. It can get challenging, you know? Right. So, and the best team so far that you've been on in your opinion was Sweden. Yeah. It was yeah. Umbo. yeah, for sure. I think like it was just Sweden was the highest level that I okay. played in. Like, okay. yeah, we had, yeah, just more professional. Uh, the imports were really good. Like the American imports that came mm -hmm. in and stuff. even the Europeans. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, and the Swedes, you know, were, were pretty good as well. So I think, yeah, I definitely say Umio was probably the highest level that I played at. Okay. Do you find the game similar in all different countries in Europe or they differ somewhat? Oh, you know what, man? That's a that's a good question. Like, I, I think there are similarities. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, you know, Europe is is very high IQ. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know that that's tough. Like, I remember like in Slovakia, we had two seven footers and most teams had two seven footers. OK. I remember in Sweden, it became more of a, a like a one to five switch everything. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone was kind of like six two to six seven okay. so it became a lot more kind of like run and gun and, and fast pace right mm -hmm. um so yeah I guess, I guess like that would be the biggest difference and then obviously like you know cbl was just straight run and gun you know just super athletic super talented players like i think like i, I think cbl was probably the most talented league that i've played in like no question about it um okay you know but strategy wise i think like sweden yeah i think sweden kind of combined the best of it yeah mm. interesting um, so like, cause again, for someone who I, I don't really understand as far like for me, the basketball that I know is, is mostly NBA. So, um, how do, how does really like it work? I know it's a very general question, but as far as Europe, I know you kind of touched on it, but like, so you just sign a contract, go into a season and then like, how does the whole, like, when does the season start? What are the, what are the, how many games per season? Does it de depend on where you are? Uh, yeah. So it's, there's a couple of like factors that go into it, but you'll, you'll mostly sign a contract. Like most people sign a contract around like July, late August, like latest, okay. you know, sometimes maybe early September, like obviously this was a, a different year for a lot of people. So it right. didn't happen that way, but typically, right. It's, it's in that kind of time frame. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, you go over there, you're there for like the next, like anywhere from like seven to, to 10 months. Okay. Um, you'll have like a six week, um, you know, preseason where you're, you know, you're training for about two or three weeks, you'll throw a couple of friendly games in there. Mm -hmm. Right. And then usually after like six to eight weeks, you're, you're into the schedule. Um, and, and then like each league has its own kind of rules. Like I've played in leagues that I was playing twice a week, which okay. was awesome. Uh, cause you know, if, if you have a bad game, you can just get back on the right, exactly. for Saturday's yeah. game as opposed to, you know, waiting a week. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I also know like, other other leagues uh you know i use i talk to johnny a lot when i'm over there so i use him as an example a lot but right. like, you know germany france like they would only play once uh once a week wow okay. um you know sweden was yeah sweden was like 
maybe six games a month. So, so you know, two weeks of two weeks of the month, you would have two games and then one week, you know, so it really changes kind of on, on, you know, how it goes. Okay. Um, and yeah. And then the season, you know, goes and then you have playoffs and then, and then you come home and you just kind of repeat that cycle. And you can be home for like an undetermined amount of time, depending on the contract that you get next. Say, sorry, repeat that. My internet cut out. Uh, so like when you, when you come home, you're there for like an undetermined amount of time or like, and then you get your next contract. Like, is it like the uncertainty yeah, of it? Yeah, pretty like, yeah, like it could, and, and like that's that's the one thing about you know our business, I guess, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is like right. that's challenging, man. It's like you never know when your next job's coming, and you got to right. stay ready, and you got to train your ass off, like it is coming tomorrow. You never know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like you know, but but the other side of it is like you really, you know, utilize your three or four months back home in Canada because like you realize how much you miss your family, your yeah. friends, you know, just going out and just normal North American things, right? So, you know, you and like we always talk about how the summers just fly, and then you know you're on a flight right back to Europe, right? Okay. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, it's like as much as again doing being able to do that, I feel like it causes a lot of stress, and then like there's mixed business with pleasure as far as like traveling and stuff. So I can understand, like, especially for me, I think I'd be pretty stressed out with the uncertainty of like where I'm going next or where I'm even going next because. Like to me, Sweden sounds awesome, but I think of a place like Slovakia might be beautiful. I just don't know if I'd be able to personally assimilate. So I would find that pretty tough for sure. It's, it's hard, man. And like, like, like I said, it's like, it's, you have some situations that are super, super professional, super good. You know, Mm -hmm. you get treated very well and the lifestyle is great, you know, and there's always advantages and disadvantages like Slovakia for a very you know small amount of money which is you know obviously good right but there's also the negative side effects right like the, it's a small country mm-hmm. you know right and, and you're right man like it depends it really really depends where you are you got to have like tough skin because mm-hmm. you know like i said you, you spend a lot of time alone and i think people yeah. you know people kind of underestimate like how challenging that part is mm-hmm. so like so how much in your thought process, like how much stock do you put into like, um, the outside lifestyle? Like, what do you put first? Is it like the competition of basketball? Uh, is it lifestyle pay not to get into the personal aspects of it, but like, what's that balance that you particularly like to look for and where you want to go next? The, the, the biggest thing for, for players is like, obviously the combination of pay Mm -hmm. and the combination of like status of league. Okay. For example, you know, you could like, if I went, for example, if I went back to Italy right now, I Mm -hmm. could probably get, you know, significantly more money, but I'd be playing at a lower level because they'd be paying, you know, higher money for someone with a higher resume. Okay. Right. And you're always trying to chase kind of that balance of I'm trying to play in a good league Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to find, you know, good money. And then once you kind of establish yourself as a player, then you start kind of getting the best of both worlds, like the Germany's, the France's, the uh you know the spains right and you keep making your way up and up and up and it's constantly this like climbing ladder um you know and then you start making some money then you start living in the sun enjoying your time right and that's where it's you know that's where you start establishing yourself but my my first one or two years was a grind bro like 
you know, this was my, my third season was like definitely a step in the right direction for me mm -hmm. to, to, you know, start really climbing the ladder. Um, you know, and that's why like, I'm excited for next season. Cause like, I know, you know, hopefully I'm going to get something that I want and, and play at a higher level. And, and I'm just constantly trying to chase for me, it's the competition. Like I just, okay. I want to see how far I can go as a player, man. And I'm just always trying to learn and, and become better. Cause there's, you know, I look at where I started in my career, mm -hmm. at, you know, my professional career and where I am now, and I've already seen so many changes to my game and my body, mm -hmm. you know, so. It's like a, some mom yeah. mentality in there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, man. <laughs> so like when you play friendlies, uh, cause also like, you're not obviously just playing like this last season, you're not just playing guys in, in Sweden, but is it the same competition level as far as divisions go? Yeah, like, like you mean you mean when we play friendly games? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean you'll you'll usually start against like let's say a second division team, right? Okay. Just to kind of you know get a win under your belt. That's mm -hmm. typically how it happens. Um, we went over to Finland and we played. We ended up playing like the ex Finnish champs, I think. The okay uh, in the preseason, um, you know, and Finland's Finland's a really good league as well. Um, and you know that was that was really fun. Like we played them tight. Uh, and then, and then you play like maybe one or two teams from the league. Like you don't want to give them too much, obviously to start mm -hmm. the season. And right. then, you know, so I'd say you play like anywhere from like five to seven games against like a different you okay. know, variety of teams and, you know, go from there. Very cool. That's, it sounds so, like, again, it just sounds so awesome. Um, so when you're like now with, with COVID and stuff, like, so you got back home not knowing stuff, like obviously, um, is that like, do you feel like, like you said, you got a contract to Iceland potentially um, are you getting calls or, or emails about like an upcoming season right now, or it's still kind of in the making. It's, it's, it's so dependent on like the countries, man. Like I'll give a perfect example. Like my teammate last year, Rodney, um, you know, he, he had so much uncertainty and Rodney's a really, really smart guy, right? He has mm -hmm. a master's in business. Um, and you know, he got to the point where he's like, listen, I can't keep waiting around for these potential leagues to start or not. Right. Right. And then he got, then he got a really good, you know, chunk of money in, in Luxembourg. Okay. And then, then there was this pause of like, Hey, the Luxembourg league might not start or it might start. So you have to kind of like stay tuned to see if it's going to start. Right. Mm -hmm. And you get to a point where it's like, yeah, listen, I got to live my life at the same time. Like I can't just keep exactly. waiting and yeah. waiting. Right. And again, I go through, man, like all the, all of the people that I know overseas mm -hmm. um, have said, you know, this is by far their most challenging year. It's, it's like, it's so hard to not play in front of fans. Um, think about this, Jordan, like you play a game. Yeah. Okay. Then one of your teammates gets COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now you, your whole team gets canceled for the next like two games that are scheduled for that week. Right. Okay. So if you're on the opposing end of this, like you're not playing a game now for the next two weeks. Right. Right. Now your team has COVID. You have to recover as a team, which takes two weeks. Mm -hmm. So now, I, you know, it, and it's that, that stop and go that really kind of like discontinues the season. And that's happened like everywhere, man. Like everywhere right. that I know there's been somewhat stops in the season. So, you know, for me, it was, it's more of, you know, do I really want to go over there, wait three weeks to play a game? Mm -hmm. You know, th this is one of those weird years that if there's a year to not play, it's, it's, it's this one. Um, just because of, you know, all that uncertainty. Right. And yeah, it's, it, I don't know, man, this has been like a year for the, for the, yeah, ages, for sure. So I don't for know sure. what's going to happen. So. Well, yeah. Cause I can't imagine, right. Like, cause you're 
especially again, I don't know what it's like putting my, my body into professional shape, but like, I imagine it, it's a lot more than obviously just going to shoot around and stuff. So you're doing all that work and then you're off for two weeks and, and then trying to get yourself back to the, where you were before. Um, and you're seeing it in the NBA too, with like the wizards playing like seven games less than some other teams, just because they've been out for so long. I, it's, I don't know. I, like, do you feel like it's enough that like, it should just stop like basketball should just stop until or sports in general should just stop bef- like until it's fully over. I don't know, man. That's a good question. Cause like the flip side of this is like, I can say that I've definitely had some enjoyment watching NBA games, right? right. Like mm-hmm. you probably have two, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like not having sports, like it, that would be a killer for me, I think. Yeah, I agree. And even if there's no fans, you know, but but also you did make one really, really good point, bro. Like the Wizards not playing seven games, right? Mm-hmm. And if you think about like the the playoff statistics, like like I'm thinking like towards the end of the season, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like let's say three or four of your best players get COVID, right? And the games are still going on. You go on like a five game losing streak, mm-hmm. you know, that impacts your season and your playoff season sure. and all that stuff, right? Yeah. So like, it's, yeah, I don't know, man. Know, like that, that would be really annoying for me as a player even one step further, like I can't imagine, I'm just trying to think like, and I know this is like a worst case scenario, but like Lakers and let's just say Brooklyn in the finals and LeBron gets COVID. Like what happens? <laughs> like there's no way they're not letting him play, but like yeah. it's a very possible thing to happen. So like, I just, I don't know, man. It's like, it's, it, it's just a downward spiral in a sense where like eventually they're just going to have to do some things that like, they're not going to tell people what they're doing. I agree, man. Like, can you imagine a finals like LeBron is just out out because out of COVID? COVID like, yeah. there is no way that's yeah. lying, bro. No, especially like, no, no chance. Any, but like, I, that's what I'm saying. So I think almost any playoff matchup, right? Because they're trying to fit this schedule so that next season can start on a good note as well. So you can't really push the playoffs back again. And so uh, I just don't know what they're going to do. And like you said, for the end of the season, it, I don't know. It's rough. It's very rough. Yeah, man. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with, and it's just like, it just makes it like less entertaining for, even for me, like I, this is not really super related, but I have like a fantasy basketball team. Right. It's oh, so yeah. annoying, bro. Do you, do you have one as well? Yeah. I, well, it's not basketball, but I have a one for free for hockey. Okay. And uh, yeah, same things are happening to me. Yeah, bro. It's like I, I I do my lineups, and then like three people are out because of COVID for the yeah. next two. Like Jimmy, I lost Jimmy Butler for two Brutal. weeks. Brutal. So like, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah, for sure. My my buddy runs. He's a commissioner of one league. I just didn't want to join it. Uh, but he tells me all the time he's 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 losing the league right now just because he has like four players out and then all these different things. Like you already have to worry about injuries with fantasy, and then now it's like COVID is just an added thing, and they're out for two weeks. It's it's. Uh, I feel you, man. No, I'm tough, with you, man. man. <laughs> it's super tough. Yeah. Um, so in the NBA right now, just to, who are the guys that you kind of, I wouldn't, I won't say look up to, but that you're looking at right now and you're like, damn, like these, these are, the, these are the guys. Um, like, do you mean more like who, who I look at as like, are the who, top league or like who are my favorite players? Both. You can both. Oh, okay. So I think like, for me, I think like, I've always been a LeBron hater just cause I yes. thought it was 
you know, I thought it was always Kobe <laughs> or LeBron and yes. I, I just wrote or die. I wrote, I, you know, I stayed beside Kobe's I'm side. With, I'm right? with you, man. I'm with yeah. you. <laughs> so, you know, for me, but you know, the, the older I get and the more I watch LeBron, I'm like, okay, he's getting kind of hard not to appreciate what yeah. he's doing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but like Durant obviously is up there. I love how like Harden plays. Uh, oh, yeah? I, okay. I don't think he'll ever win a champ. Well, maybe this year. Cause mm. he, you know, he kind of suckered out, but right uh from an individual's like talent level like i thought he was amazing you know he's definitely yeah. up there uh in terms of like my favorite players bro like i'm, I'm all over the place like okay my two my two favorite player well my three favorite players are like clay thompson is my favorite okay just because like i think he plays such a pivotal part on that championship oh team. for sure like defensively i think is where like his value gets kind of i mean they're missing him a lot right now for sure yeah man exactly and like like I don't to me you know I just know how hard it is to put up numbers and then like he puts up 50 without dribbling like that's nuts to me that's insane yeah I agree and then like you know I love Steph's game like just because he's humble and like he just plays to me the right way Mm -hmm. um I think Damian Lillard is like one of the coldest like killers in the league you know like when he waved goodbye to to Paul George last year like that was the most rawest yeah beautiful um i'm trying to think like yeah so those three and honestly man like i might get roasted for this afterwards but like i love kyle lowry bro like okay, I love sure him. yeah no i he's a dog yeah man and i used to like hate him i'm like how is this chubby fuck like making a ton of money <laughs> right. yeah. so i don't know if i'm allowed to swear on this or not but yeah yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um no right like i'm like how is this guy like making a ton of money and then like I, the more smarter i became as a basketball player the more i watched like all of his little intangible things right like it's bro the amount of charges he takes is like yeah. you know no. that's impossible to do that's very difficult mm-hmm. right he can shoot the shit out of it man he's i don't know he's he's really fun for me to watch as well so why yeah. who, who are yours uh i'm a big ingram guy uh just okay like, nice because like i i don't love the lakers as much as i used to but i obviously did at a point in time uh so when after kobe retired like i still i liked the like i liked ingram there and then when lonzo came i just liked that core so uh and everyone just started doubting ingram as a second pick and i was like he has the potential so i kind of just ride like ride with him um as far as point guards go i i have to say steph i just uh like i was the same where like i didn't appreciate him so much and then when he was out last year i just felt like the league was missing him so much yeah, so, agreed. Uh, agreed. Uh, well, I'm uh, as much as I don't like the off-court stuff with Kyrie. I just I think he's so extremely skilled. It's just ten so out of ten as a basketball watch. player. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing with Lowry and I like Lowry a lot. I just don't love the little antics, and you know he flops a little. Yeah, he bit, is so a little extra. Only, I hear you. Yeah, but other than that, I I think uh, like he's the perfect point guard on on any team. He just like a, to me, he's like a great secondary or third, you right. know, player, mm-hmm. right? Like he's a good leader. He's he's a guy you want on your team to to be a number one like option. You you definitely cannot have him doing that. Like he's just not his game to create offenses like that, you know. Right. So, but I'm surprised you like Ingram, man. Like not not surprised that you like him. Sorry, just like I don't hear that a lot, and it's right. like people forget that that guy's a buckler, bro. Like yeah. he averages. 26 a game, you know, it's just because New Orleans doesn't do super, super well. Yes. Discipline. Like, I think they got a really nice core, man. I think they're like, I think they're going to be special soon. I'm hoping I I, like, I look at the defense and it's horrible. And uh, 
I, I don't – like, Zion is very good. Like, he scores a lot, but his defense is just really bad. And, like, so obviously I've been watching all their games more or less, and I get so turned off watching them play defense because, like, they're playing uh, similar to how the Bucks play is that they're just allowing threes. But, like, there's just zero right. contesting from Zion. And I think it was against the Jazz where – literally the jazz were just driving and kicking the whole time with the whole purpose was just to get the open three, especially around Zion. Cause Zion right. would just take like the step and lazily contest it. And I was just going nuts. Cause I also had money on the game. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, I can't bet on them and I want to, but my heart, like I can't, my heart wants to, but my brain doesn't let me bet on the Pelicans anymore. It's funny too, like when you're betting on games, like how like you notice every little thing that these yep. players do that piss you yep. off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, man? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, too funny, bro. I've been getting into uh, the sports betting a bit more this year, I think, just because I'm bored. So uh, when I watch basketball games now, I'm a lot, I'm, I'm a lot more intense. Um, my girlfriend yeah. doesn't appreciate the yelling at my uh, my laptop screen. <laughs> You have, do you have any other teams or is it like like New Orleans is probably your, your New Orleans I'd say is my top kind of like the Lakers a bit, but. the Lakers again I'm I'm like it's Kobe's team still for me um and again yeah. I, I really wanted them even if LeBron went there I was fine with it obviously you're going to make that trade for Anthony Davis like when you have LeBron in his later years but I just liked the young yeah. core there in LA so I like right. them. Uh, I like Dallas. I don't really have a, like a special yeah. place for, for a franchise as, for basketball. It's just a collective of players that I like and the teams put together. Like I'm really liking Phoenix this you. year. Yeah. 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 Um, the Raptors. Yeah. I'm a bit all over the place. Do you? I used to, bro. I used to like, love, obviously Raptors just cause like, you know, they're from Toronto. Right. Right. Like, I used to love, the uh the spurs when it was like tim duncan tony parker ginobili like yeah that they to me like really really played such a good brand of basketball yeah definitely um you know so i yeah like i always appreciate kind of like the iq players versus mm-hmm. like the not the i mean, maybe that's not the right way to say it but like just like the strategy yeah, over no, like the fair, individual yeah. right and i thought like they they really and that's why i love golden state too is because like you know steph kind of can they both well steph durant even uh clay like they mm-hmm. kind of combine like the individualness with like the team yeah. kind of concept of it you know what i mean um so yeah man i i, I don't know i used to love the spurs i love the raptors uh, i love how utah plays like yeah, I think they they're... play really good brand of basketball yeah i agree uh yeah man i don't know i like i like dallas too like you said like mm-hmm. luca's just hard not to like exactly um yeah yeah those are probably like my top go-to's i think Right. Who do you uh, who do you have uh, in the NBA Finals? Oh man, like I think I don't know, man. I think like I don't think Brooklyn like if they can get it together, obviously, and then mm-hmm. connect and click, like you know, from a talent level, obviously they're the number one you know pick. Right. I still think like Milwaukee has mm-hmm. like so much chemistry at this point that I think they could get them. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I just don't see the Lakers being knocked off out of the West. You know what I mean? So, okay. uh, I would say either like Milwaukee, Brooklyn versus Laker. Yeah. Milwaukee or Brooklyn versus the Lakers. Yeah. I think Brooklyn definitely. Yeah. I don't think Clippers have the juice this year no? either. I don't know. I th- I don't know, man. 
I had them last year and then they fell apart. And yeah, uh, I just feel like they have so much talent. So it's tough to, to rule them out. And I feel like they have another year kind of under their belts as far as chemistry goes. But yeah, I just it's hard to pick against LeBron. That's one thing too, bro, that people yeah exactly but that's when people like think people forget that like you know i don't want to it's i don't want to generalize but like mm-hmm. you know not basketball fans that like truly understand you know chemistry is a big part of obviously you know winning games right so you could put as much talent as you want on the court you know you need guys that are going to be those dogs and get those stops you need guys that are going to be able to hit open threes mm-hmm. you need guys that can play without the ball right yeah um and i think like you know the clip last year like they had so much firepower but like it's hard to kind of mesh that into one of you know who's the alpha who's going to be the exactly. best guys you know yeah and they had a decent job of of, of like role players right like mm-hmm. they had like the best bench scoring i'm pretty sure um but again like chemistry you just can't like force it man like it, it either exactly. you have it or you don't as, yeah. as a team right right so you know I, again you're right though i think like having one extra year would definitely help them all right yeah, I, I just think it's, I think it's going to be a super exciting playoffs because I just think like the league is a lot more talented than the pat like previous years, so I'm hoping everyone stays healthy yeah. and this COVID thing doesn't become a factor because I think if you have all yeah. these teams full health in the playoffs, it's going to be insanely uh, competitive. I think the the East is going to be fun to watch, man. Like, yeah. the East got a lot better. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like a lot better, right? So you're right. It'll definitely be interesting to see how things play out. Do you have uh, the Lakers and LeBron winning his fifth championship? I hope not, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not, man. Me too, man. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Like if he gets this one, if he gets this one, it'll really be hard for me to like kind of hate on him anymore, Brandon. Yeah, I feel, yeah. No. Yeah, I uh but I think like I don't know. I don't know if they have the I don't know if they have I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting. We'll say that. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Um well look, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time. Uh I had a lot of fun doing this and uh, also like you educating me. Like I I don't really have an idea of how Euro basketball is, so uh it's good to get a lot of insight on uh, on everything. Yeah, bro. I, can you hear me right now? It's saying my yeah. internet. Is yeah, no, unstable. you're good. Yeah, you're good. Oh, okay, dope. Yeah, no, it was my pleasure, bro. Anytime, man. I'm glad you, you know, invited me on this and For uh, sure. chop it up, man. For uh, sure. Yeah, dope. If ever you want to talk NBA basketball, let me know. I'm glad to have you back on. Cool, man. Yeah, hit me up, bro. We'll, we'll right. definitely do it in the future for sure. For sure, man. All right. Uh, take care and good luck uh, in the future with uh, your basketball endeavors. Appreciate it, brother. Take care, my man. Thanks, man. You too. So there you have my episode with Adam. Uh, Again, really great guest to have. Uh, Really taught me some things. And uh, I just love how honest he is. And uh, he really uh, brings us into the life of a pro basketball player. So I really enjoyed it. Um, you definitely should check out his highlight tape on YouTube, uh, really skilled combo guard. And like I said, overall, just really happy to have him as a guest on the pod. And this is definitely going to be a guy that I'm going to have on again. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, if you want like subscribe, 
Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts from. Hit me with that five-star rating if you're enjoying. Any questions, suggestions, or feedback, I'm always open and welcome. Uh, you can do that on Instagram at the Ball Never Lies Podcast or my personal account, Fish Out of Water with two Fs. Uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. But until then, just remember, everybody, the ball never lies.